There was a time, believe it or not, when it was perfectly possible to know very little about the birds and the bees unless or until it was necessary. There was a time when Christmas meant a tangerine, some nuts and a second-hand book, when to own a whole length of tinsel was almost unimaginable, when to pin together a paper bell to hang from a light fitting was exciting, and to see a man carving a turkey was to be filled with an inestimable feeling of good fortune. It was about this time that Sunny finally finished growing up in Sussex. Her parents, Mr and Mrs John Chantry, lived in a thatched cottage overlooking the green in the ancient village of Rushington. Not many people had motor cars in those days. In fact, hardly anyone had a motor car. And if they did, it was more or less guaranteed to be on blocks in the garage, waiting until such a time when petrol rationing was over, or the owner could afford to buy some new tyres, or someone could be found to come out and get it started. Sometimes, Sunny would go into her parents' garage, with its upper storey that housed what always seemed like acres of homegrown apples and onions, and stare at her father's Vauxhall 12. It was covered with a large tarpaulin, tightly pulled together. It might have been a sad sight to someone else. But to Sunny, that strangely shaped fawn object was full of promise. She knew that one day soon that tarpaulin would be coming off, and the bricks upon which the axles were resting would be removed, and they would all push the pre-war motor car outside into the sunshine. She would help her mother wash and polish it, and her father would dart about from one side of the car to the other, pointing out bits that they had missed, as he always did when they were helping him. Sunny was less like her school friends than she would have liked. She had no pony of her own, nor did her father do something in the city. Her father worked for a company that helped restore old buildings, which was why, because of the post-war building restrictions, he was not at all rich which was also why her mother had a service altering and refashioning ball gowns and cocktail frocks, because dress materials too were rationed, and a bolt of cloth found in the attic was treasure trove, and if there was just a hint of a party coming up, clothing coupons were saved for months and months beforehand. So, you see, it was very different from now. And yet, and yet to Sunny, little though there was, and little that she perhaps had, it seemed almost too much. She was that happy. Chapter One It was a miracle that Mary Chantry had never choked on a pin. It was one of the many things about her mother that Sunny found fascinating, because not only would Mary inevitably be found at most times of the day with a couple of pins in her mouth, but she was quite able to carry on a conversation with the pin still in residence as she busied herself with some alteration. Gracious, a motor car has just come to stop outside the cottage, Sunny. As usual, Mary was speaking through several large dressmaker's pins, but nodding towards the window. I think you'd better see if the driver needs help. Sunny, sporting a stunning pre-war bias-cut satin ball gown, which her mother had been busy pinning on her, stepped down from the dining table where she had been standing in for the owner of the gown and stared out of the latticed window at the motor car. It's not a motor car, Ma. It's a Bentley. No one in Rushington owned a Bentley. <laughs>